Hello and welcome to the Sugar Shots podcast featuring myself, Jeremiah Brown, aka Sugar J Poet, aka Don Demerara. Read and subscribe to Sugar Shots at sugarshots.substack.com or follow us on Instagram at Sugar Shots Podcast. Enjoy the episode. Who do you wish you could have seen in concert? I'm going to limit you. I, I, I heard that What's breath. You could see Shade's face there. She looked at me as if to say, I, I dare you. I'm like, yeah. what are you trying to do to you me? You said, what's the number? And she, the look she gave me, she was like, I dare you to say anything less than five. This question is so hard. Sometimes I just ask people, if you could put a dream festival together with yeah. people that are not here anymore, who would they be? Like, Oh, that's, that's a better way of asking. Hello and welcome to the Sugar Shots podcast. Sugar Shots are a little Saturn Saturn from me in your week to make you think and feel using a word and its definition as a jump off point. It started as a newsletter and now we have a podcast too. The formula is the same but a little different. Every episode I take an existing shot and break its themes open with a special guest. This episode our special guest is poet and musician Shade Joseph. The shot we break open is Miracle, where I talk about the miraculous nature of music and how time becomes pliable in its hands, with Marvin Gaye's What's Going On as the starting point. Um, hey. What's good? What's good? The following Sugar Shot was first published on March 3rd, 2021. Miracle. Noun. An extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by natural or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. The idea that talented, skilled artists can come together to make music is exceptional. The reality that they can record this music at a specific point in time and we get to listen to it forever is miraculous. One of the reasons music is miraculous is the way it makes time malleable. In the year 2021, I can listen to an album recorded in 1970-71. Time becomes a pliable substance in the hands of music. 50 years is nothing. As I step out into the sunshine for my longest walk in months, I can look at my phone and play Marvin Gaye's album, What's Going On? It's a walk I'm likely to remember for a very long time. I stepped out in a puffer jacket felt the sun on my face, went back into my house and put the jacket back. It was the first day in a long time that I was outside my house in only a hoodie. I walked for around two hours playing Gay's album three times. Shade. Yes, yes, yes. Question. Yes. What effect does music have on time for you? First of all, when um, reading um, Miracle... And the idea of time becomes like pliable substance in the hands of music. I thought that was a dope, amazing sentence. It's, it really summed up how I feel about it. Um, I love, I love, I love what I love about music is that the time aspect is really interesting because you're in that moment that you've created for yourself to listen to the music. You're in the space where the music was made, it's recorded, it was released. Or the time that people invested in making the music, whatever time they brought emotionally to record it, um, 
yeah so it's just like it's really for me it creates time mm. it creates time that doesn't necessarily exist in the world it's like only exists in that particular moment and that's like it's a holder of time but it creates its own like moment in time that's amazing yeah it creates music creates time and yeah. like yeah the idea of music once it's created as a thing that further creates more mm. um is really powerful and so accurate mm. as well like when you think of the memories that form around exactly songs that. around music yeah. and like all of that sort of thing talking of the idea of music then creating things mm. what are some memories that you have listening to a classic album i'm going to leave i'm going to leave classic and its definition up to you mm. i'm going to let you you decide and and keep personal what a classic is mm. but yeah what are some memories that you have like listening to a classic album okay i'll tell you what i'll think of like just albums i grew up on in the cool. 90s and early 2000s um it just takes me back to memories that I'd, i had forgotten mm. memories i had no longer uh had access to and um immediately throws you back into memory that you hadn't you know you just live life takes over and there's some memories that just get shoved all the way to the back right and just one sound or a song that you haven't heard in a, in a while mm. takes you right back to like memories growing up like my old house when i used to live in hackney um childhood playing football it just takes me back to a time it doesn't necessarily take me to back just to the music but just in terms of that moment in time as well mm. so yeah, it reminds me of how I grew up. It reminds me of family. Um, because I think once, say, like, after eight, nine years old, like, my family decreased. Mm. Like, the, my um, access to family decreased. Like, aunties, uncles, cousins, like, they all disappeared because of, like, family drama and stuff. Yeah. So, like, certain music, like, for instance, Erica Badu's Badoism, for instance, mm. um, takes me back to... Like when I was like four or five years old. Yeah. Back when I used to live in Hackney and like when I used to see cousins all the time and I see aunties and uncles, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think, yeah, it takes me back to memories that I don't necessarily hold anymore. Um, or I hold them, but I don't necessarily see them or get to, to access them all the time. Mm. Um, and I think that's what I love most about music is just like things that you thought that you had forgotten or you haven't even considered that you may have forgotten it just takes you right back and you're immersed in it and it's weird because it's like a it's a beauty in that but then there's a sadness because you grieve it you like it's like a like a small grief because you're like oh man i haven't thought about that in forever and i'm here and it's like rah and it's gone again you know what i mean so it's an interesting one music will be music regardless of where you're at if the song is going to come on and the song is going to play then the song is going to come on and it's going to play and regardless of where you're at it's gonna it's gonna come for you and sometimes it's like wow i really needed that and sometimes it's like damn like i wasn't ready i just wasn't ready Mm. what is your relationship to music and the sun there's certain songs that i don't i purposely don't listen to until it's summertime oh like because yeah, because for me, music is, um, I don't have synesthesia, I don't have synesthesia mm-hmm. but when I do listen to music, I do visualise location, landscape, mm. 
mood, weather, all that kind of stuff. I consider that when I'm hearing certain songs, I'm like, oh, like for instance, like I know it's like the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to him until it's winter. It's just cold <laughs> and re- <laughs> it's it just cold and dark and lonely and sad and just like trippy, like winter, isolation, all them things there, calm. I think I look forward to the kind of music that I'm going to play when the sun is out. As the sun shine and the sun makes me feel good eternally and internally, like setting the music to match that is like something I look forward to. Mm. And it's it's purposeful. Like I have to like make sure that it's patterned before I leave the house. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, right, these are a set of songs that there might be a couple that I might not play, but these songs are gonna get played today. Okay. So give me give me some like what's what are some of them in the chamber where it's like, yo, this is this is the summer. This is this is a summer tune or like a summer album. I bet. So, I always listen to um, Down Ash Chick, yeah, Ja Rule, okay. Shanti. Um, that song for me from childhood has always been a summer song to me. It just feels sunny to me. Mm. I have to play that song. Um, anything from Common, like Water for Chocolate album. Okay. Um, the Light, um, Neg Champa, um, a lot of. Off the wall, Michael okay. Jackson. Off the wall, so like um, working day and night. Um, off the wall, um, get on the floor, burn this disco. Like that album, like I've that and some songs of Thriller as well. Yeah, and I've been like riding around because when I ride, I play music out loud on my Bluetooth okay. speaker. I hook it up to my bike. Okay, so I ride around with my music playing out loud, and. That makes people happy when I'm riding. <laughs> people are like, yeah. And they're like, hey, yo, she's a they're DJ. Like, yeah, she got fam. taste. She got taste. Legit, legit. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Music captures the life and urgency of a voice so acutely. Yet as you listen, you know you're in conversation with a ghost. The experience is surreal. The conversation is present and edifying. It's a reminder of how sacred the act of making music is. The songs being made now have the potential to be in conversation with people who aren't even born yet. Time feels so vast and small at the same time. Right now I'm reading Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind and trying to wrap my head around figures such as 70,000 years. A hundred years feels tiny next to 70,000. What's strange is how familiar ancient humanity feels in the present. There's a timelessness to the human capacity for murder. In the same way, music makes time feel at once vast but compacted. 1971 is simultaneously so far away from me and yet so close. I know that there were particular circumstances and goings-on that governed Marvin Gaye's existence in 1971. I know that the world was very different for him then than it is for me now. But when I look at the world, it fills me with sorrow. Little children today are really going to suffer tomorrow. Are lyrics that compact time because they're still true. What's going on is an eternal album rooted firmly in the past. That is a miracle of music that astounds me over and over again. I'll never be able to see Marvin Gaye in concert, but I can touch his soul because he decided to put it in his songs. Which artists who are no longer with us speak most clearly to you through their music? 
Marvin Gaye is like one of the ones, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, he's probably my favorite male like vocalist of all time. I feel like his voice is uh, he knows how to articulate longing very well. Mm. I think no matter what emotional lens that he's like um, exploring in a song, longing is like the underlying tone of everything. So, like, with what's going on, it's, like, this longing for things to be okay. Mm. This longing of, like, wanting to be distant from the suffering of the world. And then you think about, like, I want you. It's, like, a longing for desire of love and seduction. and So everything that he does, for me, is, like, longing, and you hear it in his voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? You hear the cry in his voice. You hear the pain. You hear the, the want. You know what I mean? So I, as much as he sings about experiences that I haven't had. Yeah. I resonate with the longing in his voice. I resonate with that. The feeling of that, I resonate. Um, him, Prince, Michael Jackson. Mm. I think those ones are the ones that stand out to me the most. Um, yeah. The point you made about him having experiences that you necessarily haven't had or can't relate to, but you can relate to that longing. Um I think it's so, so accurate. It's like, mm. I don't need to necessarily have your experiences, but there's a there's something tapped into that is universal mm -hmm. from like, I see your specific experience. I see what's going on there and I feel it mm. in myself. Like I feel it now. Um, it's so, it's so true. It's so, so true. At the same time as well, I guess there are like, with what's going on as mm. kind of that, mm -hmm. The, the seminal album, I guess, making that point is there's themes. There's a lot of themes in, in so many albums, so many classic albums, so many albums that you listen to. Um, and I think for me, what's going on was one where I listened to it and I'm like, man, I wish these themes weren't so relevant still. Yeah. Um, and are there, for you, is there is there another album like that or are there any other kind of like, songs or albums where you listen and you hear the themes of it or you hear what someone is going through or singing about and you're like, I just wish that wasn't still true today. I think what's fitting about what's going on, right, the statement and a question, right, mm. as long as we're alive, we're going to be asking what's going on. True. As long as, we're, as long as the state of the world is the way it is, we're always going to be questioning what's going on. I think there's a helplessness that comes with that question mm. because it's like you all you can do is witness and see what's happening and just want things to change you know <laughs> what I mean and I think that's what's interesting about the album it's just filled with questions and and want and desire of like why can't things change mm. you know what I mean so it, that's always going to be relevant and it's like like the lyrics that you mentioned in Miracle mm. It's like that that is like <laughs> that has not changed over like whatever time you're in like that has that is still something that's like that resonates you know what I mean so I think what's going on is is fitting all the way through mm -hmm. I think there's other albums that I'm trying to think of another album or song um controversy by Prince okay the song specifically yeah and I think this was that was this the album that kind of I think this was the album that where um the parental advisory sticker was um made. Okay. Um 
because of the no, I think that's purple rain. Actually, it was purple rain. But with controversy, he's just talking about the state of the world as well. Yeah, and he's talking about the state of the world, but just in terms of his sexuality and stuff, and how that was controversial. Mm. And I think for him, in terms of like um, defying what it meant to be a black man, and like in terms of his sexuality and how he dressed and how he expressed himself, I think mm. that is still even though there's more space for that nowadays, mm. like I still think that that is being questioned mm. as well. Yeah, I can't think of, I, I wish I'd like yeah, there, had lists, but. There's the one, I think the one that jumps out for me and it's not, it's not even really an answer to my question properly, but the one that kind of came to my mind um, was, and I think it's on Frank, but it was, it's, it's Frank by Amy Winehouse and like mm. Rehab. Um, mm. And like so many of the songs on the album where I listen to it and I'm just like, I'm like, you're singing with too much hurt. You're singing with, yeah. you're too haunted. You're, you're yeah. too, you are articulating your demons so well. Yeah. Um, and obviously we all know, we all know what happened mm. and um there's always like a, a bit of a, a dissonance for me when I listen to that album or when I listen to um, like that song or I hear Rehab and it's like, yeah, I think it's it's much more personal than like when I listen to what's going on and I'm like, why yeah. is this still true? Um, but I think for me, when I hear when I hear that, that album and a lot of, of Amy Winehouse songs, I think like, mm. why why did your experience have to be so true like you really nailed everything you were feeling and going through yeah um and and i know that because of how how it ended and it's Mm. like when when she's saying things and she's talking and we're we're singing along it's so it's it's so real and it's so true yeah that's a really good that's a really good one because i think amy is somebody of who i've been consciously thinking about more as I get older because mm. even though I was 16 when she died 15 16 mm-hmm. and like you said like when rehab did come out I was in school yeah and it was like oh my god like somebody's speaking about rehab we thought it was like this is this is dope but we were just like this is this is hilarious this yeah. is cool right and as you get older and you understand time and you understand <laughs> your life <laughs> and you're like yo she really was bare and to be that bare in 2008 on a big, on a, like a mainstream level, yeah. like that's the different type of transparency that a lot of artists c- couldn't do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it is really haunting how like the the documentary, the Amy documentary, mm-hmm. um, just seeing how a lot of artists go from, I want to do this, right? Because I love it. Mm going from the love until until you're drained by the business and then how people, um, you can tell people are just trying to take from you. Mm-hmm. And you saw the transformation from when she first started, like there was videos of her like singing acoustic um, renditions of songs and doing gigs and just seeing how happy she was in the studio to times later when she was on drugs and stuff. But there was I remember there was one specific part of the documentary where she was out of it. Mm. and they were like you will still perform and she's like I don't want to perform yeah 
and she was on stage they put a video in, in the, the documentary so on stage and she's out of it and people are booing her mm. and I'm like fam you lot don't even know because you think that you're a fan of this artist that you can come and take as well and you that that you there's something that you feel privileged to mm. that you can just you feel like your artist should conform for you and your personal gain but they're a person mm -hmm. you know what I mean so seeing her destruction was like really sad mm. and so even like listening to some of those songs now it's like it's you award the transparency you award the honesty but there's so much it's so wounded mm. you know what i mean this world it's um it's actually it's quite fitting um we're recording but we've also got the the privilege of having Jalade um just silently in the studio with us and i like He's got a line in one of his poems where he talks about um, poetry and it's like uh, poets, we get up on stage and... From 98, right? Yeah, yeah. and we... 97, we, yep. We cut ourselves. It's like we cut ourselves as poets and then we get applauded for how for well bleeding. we bleed. Yep. That line is... That's a line that always sticks with me because it is a... I think for me as an artist, it's a... Um, it's It's almost... For me as an artist, it's a bit of a flag that I kind of put down and say like, no, um, like I'm going to protect myself in mm -hmm. that regard. But I think there is something about that with music because with music and with like so many art forms, because it is so vulnerable and it is so raw. Um, and I think sometimes we watch the bleeding and we forget like that the person is bleeding and like Amy Winehouse we're listening to the music, we're listening to the song, we're listening to the bleeding, but it's even to the point that you're talking about, she's on stage and she's there and it's still, we're just in expectation of yeah. of the art because that's what we want to applaud. Um, and it's it's a really, it's a haunting thing. It's a haunting and a harrowing thing about about music, which is such a powerful thing, but also at the same time, it's quite, it can be quite devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess we've we kind of touched on the timelessness of music. Um and I've always sort of seen that as a positive thing and like a great thing. But is there any is there like um are there times where you kind of look at the timelessness of music in a sense of once this is on track, like this this can be here forever. Is there any times where you're like, this timelessness of music is not a good thing? Like this is not a good thing. I wish music wasn't this timeless. Um mm. Do you have any examples or do you have like, yeah, do you have any feelings about that? Are there any times where you're like, nah, the timelessness of music is not always good? That's that's a really dope question. I think, I think it depends on the artist. Cause I would say as a consumer. Okay. I would say no. Um, but on as an artist, I think I've I've worked with artists who have been like, I've put that on record now. And I will never revisit it again because mm. it's there and that's it. The pain is there and it's, but also their fear of people reducing them to that pain mm -hmm. and them not being able to evolve from um, from it. So they're like, okay, people love this particular song or album, but when I want to now evolve and speak about joy <laughs> or speak about other yeah. things and other things that interest me, um, they want to be like they, they'll be like no nah, if I'm like this thing over here this is where is that kind of thing yeah um, and I think when you see that happen to artists um, that's what that, that that could be sad 
um but i would say the timelessness because sometimes artists don't um intend to create with timelessness in mind mm. um sometimes like for instance with what's going on it's very urgent mm-hmm. i don't think marvin gay was like i'm gonna create a timeless album yeah he didn't have time to think about timelessness when all the all the madness was happening mm-hmm. you know what i mean so sometimes it's a choice of like i need to get this out out of my body i need to put this down somewhere and then you have to kind of reckon with it later on so i think yeah i think it depends on the artist sometimes it, it it's a choice um but i think if you choose to put it on record like that you have to be solid with that choice mm. and timelessness can happen whether you want it to or not mm. and you can't really do anything about it you know what i mean My friend was talking to me about how he feels too old to go wireless again. I think my age mates are traumatised by the potential of shaking a leg with people born this millennium. We'll get over it one day. Wireless might not be the festival for us, but I'll be at every concert the moment Koro Koro allows. I want to see as many artists as I can live because time is compacted. The last artist I went horse for in their presence was Ari Lennox. She was brilliant. Ari is a very attractive woman, but that's not the reason you can't take your eyes off her. It's not her voice either because you can close your eyes and be transported elsewhere while she sings. There's a gravitas to her as she glides around the stage, microphone in hand. Maybe it's a combination of everything about her that makes it so you can't help but be drawn to the stage when she's on it. I didn't think I'd be waiting for more than a year to be at a live event again. I'll always have the miracle of Shea But A Baby as a recorded album, but communing with an artist in concert is a different experience. It's fleeting, transient, like trying to hold sunlight. What's special to you about seeing an artist live? It's definitely seeing them in person, seeing them... I think Miles Davis says something along the lines of... um, when you're recording an album, um, it's like the first draft. Mm. Like the real, when the when the, the real happening of the song is live. Mm. That's when it, when it starts, when you like put it in a place and people experience it, that's when it really begins kind of thing. Uh, so I think seeing the artist um, experience it themselves in front of you, you know what I mean? Not in your kind of like own cocoon, like but mm. seeing that happen along with other people, seeing people all experience, emotionally experience something at the same time is is mad. But yeah, I think the intimacy of it, especially when you, if you're lucky, like seeing artists in smaller venues and it's not like as huge as the O2 or something like that. Mm. That's, that's cool as well. But there's something really nice about seeing people in a smaller venue um, and just seeing them as people. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite part. What, what was the last artist you saw live before you went into lockdown? It was um, Lady Donnelly. Lady Donnelly. Yeah. Okay. I saw her. I saw her on the night Kobe died. Oh wow! And they announced it at the show, and before the show started, and. Yeah, there was just silence in the room. Mm. And everyone was just like, what? 
and at that moment and I went by myself because I went um on behalf of a friend that's in Canada and he was like please go on my behalf I was like all right cool um and I'd never I've heard a couple of her songs but I'd never like listened to her mm -hmm. so I was like how's this night gonna go now because mm. and because uh yeah this is a lot and um I had a great night wow she killed it yeah she shut it down yeah what are some other like moments where you're like i was live i saw this and this was a moment and i remember it and x happened or y happened or like this was my this was my moment in a live event i saw cole uh during the 2014 forest hill drive oh okay and went to brum to see him Ooh. and so this was i remember he was like trying out new production um for the tour and mm -hmm. we got to see some new production stuff and um there was a moment in the tour like there's a moment in the show i think he was doing love yours right and me and my friends i just remember we we all we were all like holding each other's shoulders mm. and we were all crying <laughs> and we were just like yeah that that moment always comes to mind when i think about that show i think about how much we turned up and like we went crazy but when love yours came on we all were just like it's gonna be all right mm. and i think we were at that stage where you're like mid-20s and you're just like what is life what am i doing with my life what direction am i going in and sometimes that feels like the end or you feel like you're stuck mm. in that space so i think that was our like it's gonna be a right moment um and I think Cole has that presence about him. He has that like homey presence, that older brother kind of presence. Like it's you, you're right. Like I got you kind of thing. And he has that in general. But seeing him live, he mm. brings that. Mm. He brings that I'm talking to you, kind of energy, and you just feel at ease. You feel at peace. You know what I mean? So, mm. um, that was another moment for me as well. Yeah, my one probably. I think and I think it was like the first one of the first concerts I went to, mm. maybe the first one, was Chance the Rapper Coloring Book Tour. What year? Um, oh Coloring Book. Coloring yeah. Book, yeah. Nice, nice, at, nice. Um the O2 Brixton. Nice. And I saw him there as well. That was yeah. that one I was like because and I was I was this was I, I came to Acid Rap late. So Acid Rap had been out for a few years. Mm. But when I came to Acid Rap, I came to Acid Rap. I was like, this is cold. I went back and listened to 10 Day. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, this chance, brother, the, all this nonsense he's doing with his voice. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was here. I was here. And then, um, and then Coloring Book came out as mm. well. And I was like, so impressed because uh, hip-hop and mm. artists being able to do joy on on um on an album like just to genuinely make an album that feels happy without it feeling like corny or do you know what i mean like yeah. it's really difficult i yeah. think i think joy is one of the hardest emotions to like put into music yeah. explicitly mm -hmm. i think you can write things and they are they will be joyful but to explicitly kind of make an album that feels happy um is very difficult and very. i felt like coloring book was 
he did that and it was like he was still rapping i was like i was feeling it and then to go to um to the concert yeah um and like you're there and you're like and he did some stuff from acid rap as well mm. and i'm like i'm here for it i was sweating mm -hmm. i remember i met a don in the in in the in the concert and mm. like I was there. I knew every lyric. I was spitting every lyric. Yeah, he was yeah, spitting yeah. every lyric. He was like, "Yo, yeah, oh you like you're like me, like where and like it was it was that moment as well." And then he he took us to church. I was I was it was so surreal to be in an environment. I was like, "I'm I'm at the O2 Brixton, and like everyone is everyone is just singing. Like it, it was it was so it was so it was it was an experience. Mm -hmm. Like it was a true like." KD Kevin Durant's got a tweet um, where he's like, "This is spiritual experience in response to to a Damian Lillard game." Um, but I think of that tweet. I think of like when I, I was there. I was like, "Yeah, this is spiritual experience." Like it, it was one of those. So that's 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 one for me that I will always, I'll always remember. I'll always remember that chance show. I'll never see Marvin Gaye, Garnet Silk, Notorious B.I.G. and many others in concert. I imagine that for those that did, the memories last forever. You can't hold sunlight, but you never forget what it feels like on your skin. There are artists I've seen live that will never leave me. The night I spent with Ari is mine forever. Same goes for the nights I spent with Chance the Rapper, Sabah, Koji Radical and others. These artists can never leave me anyways. Music is eternal. It is a miracle that stretches and compacts time, making it pliable to its every whim. At least in a concert, I get to give something back. I get to sweat and sing and dance. I get to say thank you. Who have you seen in concert that you'll remember forever? Um, aside from Cole and Kendrick that I've mentioned, mm -hmm. um, I probably would definitely remember the Lady Donny concert only because of its significance as well. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, JP Cooper, yo, yeah, yeah. whatever. Sh I've been to like I think I've seen him like five times. So, like, back before he blew, yeah. Uh, and yeah. those shows just being able to meet him beforehand because he was just around yeah and then seeing him up, that up close and personal like emotions because first his pen is crazy yeah and then his voice and yeah definitely him there's one show specifically I went to see him his, head, his first headline show one of his first headline shows mm -hmm. and I was sick fam I was out of it. And I was like, I paid my ticket. I'm, I'm going, going to this show. That's the energy. And this is before I had Google Maps and all that things there. <laughs> so I'm going to the show. I'm like, okay, it's a left at McDonald's. <laughs> it's a right by the corner shop. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, I'm dizzy. I've got a mad headache. Mm. And I'm like, I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to get to this show, but I'll find it. And I got there and it was just really lovely. And um, I remember I saw a woman there who I'd saw the week before at Music So Child concert. And we were like chilling and it was just such a lovely, yeah, a lovely night. It was really like, I think I'm sure I cried yeah. a couple of times. Um, I'll definitely remember that one as well, 
he he um headlined an open mic one time that my friends were organizing mm. and like it was um it was like a it was it was like a church open mic don't ask me how they got jp cooper and you know one sometimes you know when you like those those church events where it's like you you're going because you go to church and it's like i don't trust that what you're going to put together is going right, to be right. sick and then I remember, I was like, I remember when this brother stepped on stage. I was like, you know, when you're just confused, mm, I was like, mm, mm, how? Mm, mm, mm. How are you here? Like, yeah. how is this the event that, that you're, you're doing? Like, what is going on? I was like, what is this? I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I was like, the Lord was with you as mm. organizers because this, this brother had, I was like, you, 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 you need to blow because clearly clearly your time is now because this this here that you're doing yeah. is insane the the richness of his voice it yeah, was yeah, yeah. it was delicious okay who who is someone you want to see in concert that you haven't yet so like artists that you're out there and you're like yeah. yo i need to see you in concert yeah. um i messed up jid came to the uk and i missed it and i'm just like i need if jid comes again i need to see i need to see jid um, he's in a good space right now yeah i feel like definitely will come back 100%. Yeah. yeah and i'm like i think in my head i'm just like i need to like i was like jid i need you to stay at the level that you're at i need you not to blow <laughs> and become a superstar i am not trying to mistake myself and then end up seeing you in the o2 arena that's not what mm. i want i want you i want you to have that at some point just Bef- after you see after yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 um i think uh <laughs> After our oh, pusher, it's almost dry. I'm like, if you're coming to the UK push, I need. I was like, I want to see. It's almost dry. Mm. Live in concert. Um, Tyler the Creator oh, as fam. well. I missed. I missed the Ego tour. Yeah. I was so upset. I I he hasn't toured. Um, if you're reading this, is is not if you're reading. <laughs> Call me if you get Call lost. Me if you get- <laughs> Your brain did some madness. If you're reading this, he's like, it's a message. Oh my God. (laughs) Call me. me." Yeah, literally. That's what my brain did. My brain said it's a message. Um, Call me if you get lost. Yeah. I I, I need. Hopefully he'll come here for sure. I'm hoping he does that. Um, And then I have this thing where I want Adele to um, do a private show for me and just sing. Sing for me. You got Um, money? You got Adele money? Um. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. But you know, if someone loves me, mm. yeah, and you know who I'm talking to, mm. you'll make that happen for my birthday. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's the expectations oh. that I have of you. Mod. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 can you imagine? Can you imagine if you can't get a doll for me? If you can't through, get a doll, fam, what um, are you doing, fam? No. So yeah. So who who is um, who is someone you want to see in concert that you haven't yet? First person that comes to mind is Nick Hakim. Mm. Who's that? Oof! I'm I'm gonna put you in game, bro. Okay. He's 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 different. Um, I've been following him for like ten years. Okay. Came across him, um, randomly on YouTube, and then he did a lot of shows with the Stravers, right? Cool. And I was like, okay. And seeing his uh, evolving, like he's he, how he's evolved over the years of an artist, like he's really niche. Mm. But no, he doesn't sound like anybody. You can't really pinpoint what his sound is. Um, he's a soul artist, but okay. he really experiments with sound. Um, and he's really, he's informed by 
a lot of old school soul, but also a lot of singer songwriter like sixty singer songwriter era as well. So the mesh of his sound is just really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really love him, and I haven't seen him live yet. So he'd be he's on my he's number one on my list. Sick. Yeah. Perfect. How do you like to experience a concert? Shade rocks up to a show to a mm. concert. Mm. What's like, yeah, what what go on for you? See, the thing is with concerts, yeah, is that all of the preamble stuff I don't like. Cool. Because I don't like, uh, especially with bigger shows. Like, I went to see Trey Songs years ago, yeah, <laughs> and almost died. Like, it's long. <laughs> And Ali went because we thought that Miguel was performing and then we got there and I said, Miguel is not going to be here. And we're like, rah, so we just here, yeah? Cool. I was thinking, who told you? I, you being at a Trey Songs concert is not, I didn't... You didn't, you didn't, I didn't say that for that, me I didn't, I didn't see that in yeah. your, in your. okay, but you saying that you went to a Trey Songs concert yeah. because you thought Miguel was going to be there. Yeah. Makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, people were pushing. They mm. thought he was going into the building. They screamed. Mm. A bunch of crazy women just pushed us out. I was on the floor mm. and they trampled on me. Mm. And my friend had to drag me into the venue. I went into the venue on my knees. Mm. I crawled into the venue. That's how crazy it got. Mm. Yeah. And it was mad inside. There was just thirst. The thirst, thirsty women are very dangerous. Mm. That's all I would say about that show. Okay. It was a good show. But the thirst was very dangerous. It was too much. It was, okay. it was a lot. Okay. Um, so for a show, like, I like to go in. I don't like to line up for 45 plus minutes mm-hmm. because I know that I'm going to, if I'm standing, I'm really going to be standing for like two and a half hours, mm-hmm. right? So ideally for me, a line up that isn't too much. Um, um, if you don't have opening acts, a good DJ set that just gets you in the mood, gets mm-hmm. you vibing. Um, people that respect your space if you are in the stand if you are standing people that are not all up on you like right up on your like you feel somebody breathing behind your mm. your head and you know what I mean yeah. it was like bro what yeah um so yeah good vibes and um if there are opening acts not too many because mm. I've been to shows where it's like four or five opening yeah, acts no. and I'm like no I can't do this I can't like sit here through people I don't know like yeah. That much like I can't do it so minimal opening opening acts a good solid hour an hour and a half of a show and that's it um but I will say as I'm getting older I prefer to sit down because um <laughs> because of all of those things <laughs> so I went enough. to see me and Jimmy Lowe went to see um Craig David like right. last month and it was so chill because we <laughs> walked in there wasn't a long line we walked in we sat down and it was fine. Because you're like, we're all old here. Legit. <laughs> we're all it's old. Cool. We all came to see Craig. Like, legit. We're all old. And it was calm. You know what I mean? We were like at a good part in the part of the stadium. So it was like, we weren't far back. It yeah. was like, we're, we can see everything happening and we're vibing. It's calm. Man's name is Craig, you know. <laughs> when you're deep, like Craig is, <laughs> Craig is, a, ain't nobody calling their you Craig. <laughs> I don't know a single Craig. I've never met. Actually, I'm, no. Who's I Craig, bro? I don't know no Craigs. I don't know him anymore. But right, you know three Craigs. Bro. Mad thing, you know the three Craigs in the United Kingdom. I tell you, <laughs> that's that's a fact. Um, okay, so my final question is: um, How would you read? Would you and how would you redefine miracle? So I'm going to read the definition mm. that I had at the start, and I'm going to ask if you would redefine it or how you would redefine it. Miracle noun, 
an extraordinary and welcome event that is not explicable by nature or scientific laws and is therefore attributed to a divine agency. I think a miracle is a moment that allows a multiple of a... Uh, I'm not going to say this in a great sentence, but it allows multiple things to pour into you. Hmm. Um at once right so whether it's like joy or whether it's a surprise um whether it's like the beginning of a memory that you know that you're going to remember for the rest of your life um or whether it's something that you feel grateful for or it's like it makes you realize something that you've always needed to realize it's just a moment it's a hybrid that just has all of those um things happen at once Mm. um and it could be anything it could be like a laugh that you needed to hear you know um, but I think, yeah, a miracle, it shows up when you need it. Mm. And it reminds you that there's more to life than what you're used to and your own struggles. And a miracle reminds you that you're in, you're on a planet and you're in the earth, like, and there's more to life. You know what I mean? Like, it's a blessing. Mm. And I think that's the perfect note to end on because I think that that could be a synonym for music. Um, yeah, Shade, thank you thank so you, much man. for um, yeah for chopping it up. As I said before, when it comes to music, there's uh, there's there's certain people that I would talk to, mm. and that I'm like, yeah, they're musical, they're musical. It's just it's just otherworldly, and you're one of those people. So it's been an honor and it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on to Sugar Shots. No doubt, bro. Appreciate it, man. Wonderful. Mm-hmm.